Hello everyone, this is Brayden Nave. Welcome to The Youth Room, a podcast by UPCI Youth Ministries. This podcast will focus on topics relevant to youth and young adults. Don't forget to subscribe and join us on the third Tuesday of each month. Hey everybody, welcome to The Youth Room. We are so excited to be here with Brother Thomas. We're going to do a Get to Know You episode with Brother Thomas. We were able to do one with DJ a few months back and uh, DJ Hill, Jeremy Stafford, and now finally we get to do one with the El Presidente. Yes. Michael Thomas. Yes. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great, Kyle. Glad to uh, sit down with you and record this podcast. I know we've been trying to get it scheduled for quite a while now, uh, so I'm glad everything finally lined up, and so here we are. We are here. So I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, just going to keep it informal, you know. Uh, there's no no real... Um, script or... No, yeah, no real script, but just some of the thoughts we talked about. Um, where are you from? Okay, yeah. So uh, I, I'm originally from Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, I was born there and lived in Greenwood County for seven years. And then right around the time I turned eight, my family and I moved to a town called Lynette, Alabama. And we lived there for a few years. And, uh, but in essence, uh, seven years in South Carolina and the rest of my life in Alabama, uh, except for the years that I spent at Gateway uh, College of Evangelism. And then of course, moving here in 2018. Yeah. But the rest uh, was in Alabama and South Carolina. So the Southeastern yeah. part of the United States. Very cool. I did not know that you lived in South Carolina. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You sure learn did. something new every day. Absolutely. So how long have you been in youth ministry? You know, I, I was thinking through that earlier today. Um, and at first I, I thought, well, it's been 15 years, but then I had to go back and recalculate. It has been 17 years this fall, Kyle. Wow. Uh, yeah. So years. I was added to a youth team there in our local church and got to help serve. And then eventually became youth pastor. But 17 years, yeah. it's mind-blowing to think that. That's awesome. So how old were you when you first were added to that youth team there? Yeah, so I would have been 20 years old. 20 years right old. Right around That's 20 awesome. years old, yeah. That's awesome. What is, so as a 20-year-old joining youth ministry, what what did that look like for you? What was, what was going through your mind? What was... Uh, what were kind of the things that you were most nervous about, most excited about? Sure. Tell us a little bit about that. What did that look like? Uh, one word, awkward. Um, yeah, I was I was just excited to be a part of the youth, youth ministry team there. Um, like anyone else, starting something new, I had uh, no real idea what I was doing, but I did have a burden to serve. And I think as long as you have a burden uh, to serve others, and a passion for what you're doing, you can be effective. The training and the education came through the years. Yeah. Uh, others poured into my life. Uh, I got to attend what was then the community meeting mm, yes. in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, back in the day. And so that was really a very um, uh, impacting and just a uh, really revolutionized my thinking of youth ministry. When I attended that event, it was in 2006. I'll never forget it. Uh, but yeah, I was just unaware uh, but I had I had a burden and I had a passion. I wanted to make a difference. Wanted to make an impact in youth ministry. So uh, yeah, just started as a youth team member and then worked my way up to youth pastor. And, wow, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, started out in youth ministry, twenty years old, mm. awkward. Yes. Uh, 
had a lot to learn. I yes. think we all had a lot to learn. We still continue to yeah, learn. Yeah, we still yeah. have a lot to learn with everything. That's why I'm we going do. to the youth ministry training event in 2022. That's right, youth ministry free training. advertisement. That's moment right. Here. That's right. Um, so, what would you say was one of the biggest challenges that you faced in that time frame? Whenever you, from when you just started as a 20 year old to uh, let's say your third, fourth year as a youth pastor. Sure, I think I think for me, uh, I was trying to rush things through. Um, I was expecting to be, you know, overnight to walk in with my briefcase and my Generation One iPad, yes. and just you know immediately the kids connect to me and I would be effective. Uh, so I think the biggest hurdle that I had was my own self-imposed uh, standards yeah. and being really impatient with the process and, and not understanding at the time that, you know, some of these veteran youth pastors and youth workers that I was connected to, you know, I would just look at them and, wow, you know, they moved the crowd. And I remember one, one youth worker, youth pastor in particular, and I'm calling you out, Brother Soto, Aaron Soto was so incredible at that youth ministry training event in 2006. And I, I remember looking at these men and thinking, wow, they're, they're incredible and, and, and effective in what they do. Uh, but I remember him having side conversations with me and talking to me and pouring in my life. But I think the not understanding that, that you have to just learn, soak up things, go through the process, um, and also trying to do everything in the first year as youth pastor Oh, it was crazy. It was, you know, I was kind of like, you know, that whole uh, squirrel over here and then, oh, something shiny. And then, oh, we should do this. I, I didn't really have any structure. I didn't have any, I had inspiration, but uh, I did not have good information. And again, that goes back to exposing myself to uh, educational opportunities and listening to what others were saying and reading books. Yeah. And uh, of course, this was before YouTube, I, I think. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, so maybe. YouTube was just now getting off the yeah, ground. It so wasn't there wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, for sure. we, we only had Charlie bit bit me that the yeah. original video, and <laughs> yeah. that was about it on YouTube. So. Classic. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned um, right off, right out of the gate, you wanted to be able to connect with those students and mm. be be at the top of your game with all of everything you prepared and do all the things sure. that were on your bucket list in youth ministry. Uh, let's talk about connecting with your students for a little bit. What what would you say to somebody who's listening who wants to connect with their youth pastor or their pastor or uh, someone in leadership over them? What would you say to them who they want to connect with someone on their leadership team, but they don't really know where to start? They don't know how to start. So from, from a young person's perspective, yeah. you know, I think just having a conversation with them uh, going to that le- up to that leader and say, hey, I-, I really would love to talk with you about some things. Can I take you out to coffee? There is no one over the age of 21 that will turn you down uh, if you offer, offer to buy their coffee, number one. So that's where you start. Um, and just, just ask for that conversation. And um, I think just let it be organic. Uh, oftentimes for me and even some of my peers who I talked to in the early stages of ministry and trying to develop, it, develop our calling, um, we would make the error of thinking that, you know, we have to have this special mentor, you know, come down from heaven or the yes. ceiling and speak into our life. 
and, and that's fine if that happens for you. Uh, if they come out of the ceiling, you need to um, seek help. But uh, <laughs> but but we we saw, we sought that special mentor voice, and I think oftentimes we were guilty of overlooking the mentors and the voices that God had already aligned in our life. Yeah. And so it's just reaching out with uh, with your pastor, your youth pastor. Uh, and just having that conversation and and having that consistent conversation. Don't let it be once every year or every three years or once in a lifetime. No, have a monthly uh, scheduled date on the calendar that you go and you have coffee or you have lunch and you have that conversation with that person. So I think that would be the first step. Yeah. Just make that, a, make, you make that step. Sometimes it's awkward, I would say this, yeah. as youth pastor, uh, at times, it was awkward if I tried to approach uh, a young person, and, and I would at times if I felt led to do that, and, and we would go and have Bible studies and such. But as far as the mentor relationship, yeah. it was awkward if I came up to them and said, hey, I really want to mentor you, yeah. and I, I really want to speak in yeah, your life. Might scare some kids away. <laughs> Correct. And, yeah, and it, it probably did. Yeah. Uh, but whenever a student would come up to me and yeah. initiate that yeah. mentorship, that yeah. protege relationship, yeah. It was so easy, and it became so natural and organic. And I will say this. Um, if there's somebody in your life, yeah, your pastor or uh, spiritual authority or leadership, that it just seems like, oh, they would never sit down and, and talk to me, I promise you they are wanting you yeah. to set this up. They're wanting to have those meaningful conversations with you. So just take that first step and yeah. say, I'll buy you coffee, and I promise you they'll go. If they don't, I will if you buy, buy coffee. That's right. That's great. Uh, that's one mistake that I always made was just the fact that I I was never sure that me asking them was going to be okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Like I was always afraid. Oh, they're they're so busy. They've got all this stuff to do. They've got all this these things they need to plan. Mm. Uh, all of these things, and I was always hesitant to yeah. try to step in and ask. Hey can I borrow a few minutes of your time? Sure. Uh, but we're here to tell you that they want you to, they want to spend time with Absolutely. you. They care about you. They're over you as a leader and they care about your soul. Mm. They care about what's going on in your world, where you are today. Uh, and I think that's one thing that I don't want anybody to miss out on just because they might be a little bit scared or maybe they might Correct. not realize that, that, Hey, they, they really would love if I approach them, but they may not, be able to approach me all the time about Absolutely. reaching out and yeah. maybe getting coffee or whatever. That and, and granted, like. they're praying for you every day, so they're they're waiting for you most likely, as as Kyle said, to to just ask that question, open that door. Yeah, that's good. So let's talk about your family. Okay. Yeah. So, parents. Yes. Let's talk about your parents a little bit. My parents. Yep, your parents. Okay. Um, yeah, my my parents. They are South Carolina natives as well. Uh, my dad was from Greenwood, mm -hmm. South Carolina, and my mom was from a little town called Abbeville. Mm -hmm. uh, long story short, they both found the truth when they were 19 years old. Wow. They were already married. Wow. My mom found the truth uh, first, and uh, she went home and told my dad about it. She said, this is what we've been looking for. Wow. And of course, she was baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost. My dad at the time didn't want anything to do with it, yeah. rejected it, and uh, resisted my mom. Uh, going to church, but it was, it, it's really incredible because in the infancy of my mom's uh, new birth, she learned uh, the essentiality of prayer and learned to connect with God in a special way. 
And uh, she actually prayed my dad into wow. church, you might say. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, so my dad was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, um, I think within a year's time. And then I think two to three years later, they both uh, were in the ministry. It was wow. just, it was rapid, the, the yeah. work that the Lord did in their life. And so, yeah, they're very special special people um to this day they they pastor a church in fort Payne, alabama north alabama and uh, i know right now uh, going into preaching opportunities or service you know i'll always text my mom and she said i'm praying so i believe in the prayers of my mom and my father as well so they're great people that's awesome i think it's awesome that they were young whenever they got into church but it was a little bit later in their in their teen years when they got in you know whenever they you Mm -hmm. know found found God and yeah. uh, but then that God used them in such a great way in ministry and everything after that and mm. and now you're sitting here as sure. the youth president that's a pretty cool story you know sure uh, yeah it, it is it's it's incredible to think about and I want to pause and just put this out there that it's incredible to think about just what one person's decision can do right. you can impact the, your children and the generation coming after you and create an apostolic legacy and that's in essence, what my parents did. Um, they both come from incredible families, just God-fearing families. Um, yeah, but, but like any family, uh, there were some things, in, in my, especially my dad's side of the family, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing this, is that there were some things to overcome um, just because it's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. But I just want to encourage you today that you can make, you can make an impact. You never know what difference the difference that your one decision that you make today is going to make in the next generation and so now i'm raising we're talking about family in general now i'm raising my children in the truth and it goes back to that decision that my mom and my dad made so many years ago and so i'm thankful for that yeah awesome so let's talk about your your wife and your kids yeah so married to deanna Mm -hmm. uh michelle is her middle name a lot of people don't know that about her but now you know her middle name is michelle uh but been married for 15 years now and uh yeah she's she's incredible uh she's i call her uh you know superwoman wonder woman she's she's amazing all the things that she accomplishes on a daily basis and uh, of course we have three children uh our first born is myla joy uh, she's nine years old. She is a blue-eyed ray of sunshine. And then last year, our family was blessed, and we grew by four feet, literally. Uh, we were blessed with a twin, uh, boy and girl, and uh, Jayla and Judah are their names. And so, yeah, we're, we're having fun right now. We finally hit the one-year mark. We just celebrated our one-year birthday, and yeah. yeah, it's incredible. We're so blessed. We yeah. really are. We're blessed. We're having a blast. That's awesome. No sleep, but we're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Hence the coffee references. Exactly. So. Yes. <laughs> Send Absolutely. coffee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the likes and dislikes. We're gonna. Okay. That. Uh, we want to do dislikes first. Dislikes Let's get the bad first. news okay, over with first. Uh, yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter. Adamantly against it. Um, olives and root beer. Yeah, root beer. So interesting. I can still be American yeah. and not like those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, I love peanut butter and I love root beer. I can do without the olives. Though, yeah. So same. Uh, likes, uh, I love barbecue. Um, and, uh, as you know, as you said already coffee, but you know, Starbucks is my go-to and people say, ah, come on, you got to try the local place out. And I do, 
But I, I like Starbucks, their coffee, because it's consistent no matter where you go, what city you visit. You get the Pike's Place, uh, black, cowboy style, you know, cowboy coffee, and a slice of banana bread, and you're good to go. So those are, those are some of my likes. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so any hobbies? Yes, sleeping um, <laughs> when I can. Uh, I, I do like to run yeah. um, and then kayak. Uh, fishing also is something that I, I really enjoy whenever I, I get the opportunity. Really, anything outdoors. Yeah. Um, I also don't mind taking on small construction projects and things around yeah. the house, handyman yeah. uh, projects and such. So those are some hobbies I have, yeah. I guess. Back to barbecue. I just thought about this. Back to barbecue. Yeah, yeah. What uh, Do you like ribs? Are you a brisket kind of guy, pulled pork? You, you, you know, when when in Rome, um, yeah. so when I'm in Missouri, brisket. Yeah. It, the Midwest has some salt and smoke, uh, free advertisement there for the, that local restaurant. Mm-hmm. But salt and smoke, best brisket in St. Louis, in my opinion. Uh, the burn-ins are incredible. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, w- when I'm over in Kansas City, I will say the ribs yeah. are incredible there. And, of course, South Carolina, speaking right. about the southeast, when you go there, the the South Carolina sauce mm-hmm. is, is very good. So yeah. I, I guess it all depends on where I am, what type of barbecue I, I select. That's a good answer. Yeah. Do you like, um, some people like a dry rub on their on their barbecue, or the, some people like a like really saucy on their barbecue, some people like to add the sauce later? Sure. What's, what's if I'm in the prefer? Carolinas, it's the it's the wet rub. If yeah. it, Midwest, it's the dry rub. It's better. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um. Do you sports teams? Do you, do you like sports at all? Do you? You, you know, I do. I, I don't keep up with it as much as I should. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do have a few sports teams. Um, yeah. Collegiate, uh, yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Uh, you know, I'm not a rabid fan, but yeah, I like the Alabama team there. Very good. Uh, NBA Lakers. Um, I know we're probably going to get some feedback on that <laughs> one. I just like the Lakers. You're going to get feedback on any of on all of it, on right? All of it, yeah. Um, people are very passionate about their sports teams, sure, I think. Sure. So. I, I haven't really got into hockey yet. I know yeah. I live in the area of the Blues. They had a historical win. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not I'm not into that yeah. yet. That's all right. One day. When One I day. Um, so, moving on. Whenever you were young, uh, you mentioned your parents were a young, young couple whenever they received the Holy Ghost and Correct. got into church. Uh, so, whenever... <laughs> You were growing up in church. I'm assuming at that point you were you hadn't been born yet. Um, whenever they were first right. got into church, but whenever you were born, when did you receive the Holy Ghost? Yeah, so received the Holy Ghost in 1993 uh, in in the church that we pastored there in Lynette, Alabama. Awesome. Yeah, actually in a prayer meeting. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I had been seeking the Holy Ghost for a while, and I remember kneeling down. We had wooden pews in that mm-hmm. church. And kneeling down, and and then uh, when the, I received the Spirit, I you know I got up. I was like, oh, I, I just received it. Uh, it took a while for me to convince my parents, uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was still a little unruly. But yeah, uh, you know, but yeah, 1993. I was baptized in 1991. I was, I believe, the first person that my dad baptized wow. in that church. And and I've shared this story with you before, Kyle. It was uh, a rather small church. Uh, it would be North American Missions, but in those days, it would have been kind of referenced as a home missions church mm-hmm. and uh yeah i was the first uh, person to be baptized we had a horse trough uh, behind the church there and it was cold it was a september day i'll never forget it though uh being baptized in jesus name 
That's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. How old were you whenever you were baptized? Uh, it just turned eight. Just turned eight. Around eight years old. Holy Ghost three years later. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Around the age of 10. 10, Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, What, what, uh, trying to think back, you know. Yes, I work out. Yes, I do. Yes, you work out. out. That's good. Whenever, (laughs) whenever you received the Holy Ghost, you said you were seeking it for a while. Um, Did you have a feeling that you might be called into ministry? Did you just know that the Lord had been tugging at your heart in the way that, you know, he just wanted to be with you and fill you with his spirit? What, what did that look Yeah, I like? think it was just the general appeal to salvation, yeah. the gospel. Yeah. I understood the gospel. Yeah. Um, it, as far as a calling into ministry, mm-hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, there. I have friends who can point to a specific place in time and how God called them. Uh, I think mine began uh, with just serving around the church. Yeah. Uh, my job every Sunday morning was to take a broom and sweep out like the front porch for your area of the, of the church. That was my job. And then, of course, my dad and I were always taking on small projects around the church, and then we would mow, I think it was like the two acres. Um, but I, I think that the calling that I felt, and I could feel the favor of God when I was working around the church, yeah. and I didn't really understand all of that. Um, but somewhere along the way, I just got comfortable with serving mm-hmm. in any opportunity. And through the years, it, it progressed into different things. And so, you know, I I think it's whether you're holding a broom or holding a mic, you should have the same uh, burden and motivation, and that is just to serve the kingdom of God. Awesome. And so it, somewhere along the way, it just it was something that was just caught, I would yeah. say. Uh, you know, and I do remember specifically feeling a call to preach, but as far as a call to just work in the kingdom of God, everybody has that calling. Right. We're all called to be ministers um, and so to serve in the church. And so I just answered that call, you know, whatever needed to be done. And then eventually, of course, being called specifically into the preaching ministry, pulpit ministry. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, the, the to circle back to your original question, it was the call, the general call to salvation that we yeah. all have. Yeah. yeah. Is what and I first felt being feeling that call to ministry was a gradual thing as you started to serve around the church. I think I think that's a huge thing that that we miss a lot of times. I think so many young people out there are waiting for God to just mm. show up in a blaze of fire and say you're called to go preach sure. to this group of people or sure. whatever that looks like, but mo- that can't happen, you know. God can have very specific calls like you said mm some of your friends who they can take you back to the exact place in the exact time, the exact service where sure. they felt God call them to whatever ministry they're in now. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times it's a gradual thing. God's looking for people who are willing to work and, mm-hmm. uh, and just like your story kind of illustrates. Yes. That. So true, Kyle. And, and there's a, there's a verse that, that I love in Exodus and, and it's beginning the narrative of Moses and how he, uh, gets deeper into his calling and fulfills his mission. But, but the, the chapter starts off with just five simple words. Now Moses kept the flock. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Now Moses kept the flock. Um, there, there's so much wrapped up in those five words. Uh, 40 years of faithfulness, yeah. 40 years on the backside of a wilderness, yeah. of desert heat and famine at times mm-hmm. and, and wilderness and animals. 
but eventually he was called to holy ground. Yeah. He was called to serve and to go to the nation of Israel in Egyptian bondage, but it all began with Moses had the ability to keep something, to yeah. keep the flock, to be faithful. That's good. And that's where the calling always should begin in our faithfulness to right. God, the things of God and the kingdom of God. And of course, as you said, serving uh, in the kingdom, yeah. anywhere, awesome. anytime. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, bringing it down to a little less serious, uh, sure. what are some of your favorite experiences that you've had uh, with some of your students as a youth pastor or maybe even in the youth group? Uh, what? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Um, I've got a lot of them. Um, I think uh, probably some of the, for me, the most fun uh, experiences I've ever had were on youth youth trips going to uh, North American Youth Congress, mm-hmm. driving the 15-passenger van, and you've got several behind other vans behind you. Uh, just the monotony of the 12 and the 13-hour mm-hmm. drive and uh, just the things you come up with to entertain yourself and and the students. Yeah. Um, uh, confession moment. I would drink like uh, one energy drink every two years, and it was usually on the return trip nice. from North American Youth Congress while I was driving the van. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, a lot of memories. Um, I, I remember as far as youth camp, uh, one year we were having a back-to-school service at our campgrounds, and uh, we, it was Friday night. We had a Friday night service. We were returning back for the Saturday morning service, and the power went out. The campground was in a rural area, and so uh, the utility power, everything went out. And so everybody was showing up. We were like, oh, we don't have any power. Sorry, you got to go home. Um, yeah, there's just a lot, a lot of memories. Um, yeah. And I think youth ministry in general, uh, we always live by the rule that if, if we're having fun, then the kids are most likely having fun as well. Yeah. And uh, just tried to always be involved in whatever was going on yeah. um, there uh, in their lives. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of different memories come to mind. You know, yeah. um, we had one year at, when I was uh, serving as youth secretary there in Alabama. Uh, we had in 2015 our camp ground was closed temporarily uh so we had to find i think within three weeks time an alternate uh location to host our youth camp so that was interesting and the the youth camp theme that year was shift so we were like okay that's very applicable and appropriate we are changing we're shifting over to a new uh youth camp facility yeah so um man youth ministry again 17 years is is fun it really is. It's a blast. It's it's one of the greatest opportunities uh, that I've ever been afforded. And, and really, what we do every day in this office, Kyle, is myself, Brother Stafford, Brother Hill, we, we try to help facilitate ministry and resources that make sense on the local level and make sense for the local youth group and the yeah. local youth pastor. And because that's our heartbeat. That's yeah. who we are yeah. at the core of our being. We, we are still youth workers. Right. That's yeah. awesome. So if you were going to kind of wrap things up, but if you could leave any parting wisdom or uh, any, anything that you would want to share to a young person if they're sitting in here, what's one thing that you, that you feel like you should share or would like to share with young people that are listening? Yeah, so I, I think, I think one, one of the things I may have already touched on is the reference to Moses being faithful. Mm-hmm 
in his wilderness. Um, there's something that back in the fall of last year that the Lord really began to deal with me uh, regarding the wilderness that we see in Scripture and in general. That word just kept coming up, kept coming up. Um, but I would say this, that I feel like that it goes without saying that we're living and we're leading in unique times, that this is unprecedented times, and it can feel oftentimes like a wilderness. Uh, you you look up the the definition of wilderness in Scripture, you get varied meanings, but one is you know a place where there's no water, there's no resources, everything is dried up. But I feel like I would encourage any young people who are listening to this podcast that even though we're living in unique times that some people would call a wilderness, a barren wilderness, that God has ordained you and God has crafted you for this time and that you are called to this wilderness. You're the answer for the wilderness. Mark chapter 8, That's the book of Mark was where we just derived our Bible quizzing season from this past season, the, the entire book of Mark. But Mark chapter 8 tells a story where Jesus has many people who have followed him into the wilderness. And, and some writers say that these followers of Jesus were actually, some of them were pagan. They were trying to understand more about the Messiah and what he came to bring. But they're in the middle of a wilderness, Kyle, and Mark chapter 8, and Jesus turns to the disciples. He said, I'm concerned about these people, he said, because they're going to die, in essence. They've been three days without food. We're in the middle of a wilderness. And the disciples look back at Jesus, and they say, well, where in the wilderness or how in the wilderness are you going to feed these people? Mm-hmm. And he looks at them, and he says, how many loaves do you have? Yeah. And they had seven loaves. They said, well, we have seven. And the thing that stands out to me is that they're in the middle of a wilderness. A lot of people are looking for solutions and answers. That, that's the context that we live in right now. Your friends at school, they're looking for answers. They're dealing with anxiety, depression. Uh, they're looking for hope. And they're in a wilderness searching. And the master is looking at you and asking, what do you have in your hands? And what you have may seem insignificant, and it may seem insufficient for the need of the wilderness and of the day and the time. But I want to tell you that if you will surrender those things that you do have to the master, he can feed the masses. You are the answer for the wilderness. You are called here by Jesus's side for this time and for this season. Never doubt that. And so it comes down to this, Kyle, is that if I could tell this generation anything is live a life Live a life of surrender. Live a life of an open hand. Always giving the master what you do have. Because when you live a life with an open hand, a friend told me this recently, that when you live a life that, it, that you have your hands open and you're giving to the master, the thing is, is that he can fill it with what the people need. And so that's in essence what Jesus did. He took what they had, mm-hmm. he broke it, and he put it back in their hands, and they fed the masses and the wow. multitude. You're the answer for the wilderness. That's what I'd love to share with you. And be faithful in the wilderness. Don't lose your way. Uh, Isaiah 43, 19 says it like this, that there is uh, a path. He's making a way in the wilderness. Other versions and translations say it's a path. There is a path through this wilderness. Just stay with God. Stay faithful. Stay true. uh, Stay connected to your spiritual leadership. And you're going to see miracles in this wilderness. We're already seeing them. Yeah. It's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I think that's great time for uh, us to close in prayer. Do you mind closing us in a quick prayer and we'll uh, wrap it up? I'd love to. Sure. 
Lord, I thank you for this day and this opportunity to share this time with my good friend Kyle. I thank you, Lord, for all of the listeners that have tuned in today's uh, episode, this podcast, those who will also tune in in the future. And I pray, God, that everyone under the sound of my voice would be blessed, God, and that they would feel the power of your presence right now, that they would know that your grace is always sufficient, that you can carry them through any trial, any burden. I pray, God, that you would deal with and minister to the young person who is listening to this podcast. I pray for the youth worker, God, who may be discouraged during this time, and maybe they're not even able to connect with their youth group as a a complete unit because they can't meet in person. God, I pray that you would touch them and you would minister to them. And I pray that we would feel your hope, God, and we would know that we've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this, that we are the answer in this wilderness. And I pray blessings and favor and grace on this audience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us in the youth room. Uh, Join us next month on the third Tuesday, and we're going to have another great episode for you. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow UPCI Youth Ministries on social media. We'll catch you next time in the youth room.